Peak Wealth Management proudly presents the Trust the Plan podcast with Nick Hopwood and Jim Pilot, where we believe by providing education and guidance, we can help you retire with peak confidence. Now, here are your certified financial planners, Nick and Jim. Welcome, everyone, to the Trust the Plan podcast. I am Jim. And I'm Preston. And Nick is still out of town, vacationing. <laughs> he's actually been in Europe a couple times this year, so he's got another class trip with... Uh, with his son, so pretty cool opportunity. Yeah, exciting times. I uh, I always admire when schools put on trips, but putting one on to France is pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's actually, <laughs> as we're talking, my kids are on their class trips, and I have my seniors in Puerto Rico, which is a pretty cool opportunity and a pretty, seems kind of far. It's actually further than I thought it was. Um, and then my sophomore is in Washington, D.C., so a couple fun of fun, fun trips for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, today we are going to talk about um, something we came across, 14 signs your retirement nest egg may not be enough money. I don't know if we're going to hit on all 14 of these points, but just kind of talk about it because as we went through it, it seemed like there were some things that were good to think about and some things that people aren't always thinking about. Um, you know, it's pretty easy to back of the napkin, draw up a financial plan and think you're in good shape and just use the 4% rule and all this kind of stuff. But you know, what am I not thinking about? What am I missing? You know, and it was interesting to go through this because I think a lot of these things are things that we talk about and we try to bring up to clients. Absolutely. So first one, uh, talked about not having a long-term care plan. I don't know, Preston, what do you think of that one? That one's a little uh, <laughs> tricky for me. Yeah, I, I agree. Tricky is the right word to describe <laughs> it because, you know, the cost of long-term care insurance now has gotten, honestly, just outrageous to... Mm. Really, it's a point now where it's like, do you want to take the guaranteed expense where you're paying an outrageous insurance premium or take the mm -hmm. risk? And it's a real decision people have to make at this point. Yeah, and that's why it's tricky because everybody knows long-term care is a threat to the portfolio, right? Because if you need long-term care help, it's really expensive. But the problem is, is how do you cover it? You know, And we have ideas and we have some things we can do and we can look into it for people and different types of hybrid life insurance policies and things that work a little bit different than uh, the, you know, the old school use it or lose it plans. But um, it really is, it really is a problem. And if, you know, we can, you can look for ways to address it or you can uh, keep yourself healthy, right? We've done a couple uh, podcasts lately where we right. talk about that. So yeah. um, health but, yields wealth. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But it definitely a, tri a tricky topic. Um, second one was underestimating life expectancy. Um, to me, that's that's one that comes up a lot. You know, people we always when we do our financial plans, we say we build this out to you know ninety five years for the most people, and they go, oh my goodness, I'll never make it that long, and it's a joke, right? And they laugh. But the reality is, is we want, we don't know, right? And but we, and we need to put a plan in place that makes sure that this money is going to be here as long as you potentially would be, right? Yeah, I mean, the way I always think about it is, what if you're an outlier yeah. and you live longer than expected? You know, do you want to be someone who's 90, 95 and you're looking back like, man, I w wish I would have made this small sacrifice when I was 50 or 60 to be mm -hmm. able to still have money today? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and especially in, in situations where it's a it's a married couple, right? And one because the chances that one spouse lives a lot longer than the other is real. And, you know, and it's, um, you really just want to make sure that you've accumulated enough that that will allow you to um, to live, you know, to, for the money to last even as long as you would live or even even longer. 
next one, not taking inflation into consideration. That's a hot topic right now. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think we're all pretty aware of uh, inflation right now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think it's important to consider. You know, living expenses today uh, are going to be more in the future, right? So making sure you're accounting for that and thinking about that are important. Yeah, absolutely. And the point you were saying at the beginning about it's easy to just use the 4% rule and um, see what your portfolio needs to be. Many people, if they're 30, 40 and trying to figure out the 4% rule, what do I need? Mm -hmm. They don't account for inflation. And then that's a major problem when they're 60 and ready to retire. Yeah. You know, when we when we do our planning, the other thing that we do to be conservative is we use conservative rate of, rate of return assumptions. We don't want to assume, well, the market's made 8% for historically, you're going to make 8%. It's kind of the same with inflation, right? Where if you underestimate inflation, uh, the compounding effect of that number is dramatic and it can really leave you uh, short, right? right? With what the actual need is if you don't account for it properly. Uh, another one they came up with was didn't factor in big ticket items. When is the worst time to buy a brand new car or a brand new cottage? <laughs> right when you retire. <laughs> when you retire, right? The day you retire to go out and buy a big ticket item, right? Because you've either done one of two things. You've either, one, introduced a new debt payment if you take on some sort of mortgage or car payment to do it. So now cash flow is probably tighter in retirement. And secondly, um, if you haven't taken on debt, then we've taken a significant amount out of the portfolio that now is not there able to earn and we're not able to grow that money. And so the compounding uh, opportunity for it. Absolutely. Yeah. We talk to clients all the time about when you're approaching retirement and in your last couple years of work, let's knock out every big ticket item you can possibly think of. Yeah. That way, when you retire, it's not that big of a, not as much of a worry, at least. Absolutely. Um, changing your spending habits. I think that's that's something that we, we talk a lot about too, right? Is, is tracking expenses. What is the real cost of living? So what happens to some people when they get into retirement? They go find something expensive to do. <laughs> <laughs> they find new hobbies, yeah. they want to travel, and that's totally understandable, and we get that, and we want you know, to do that. But the takeaway is you need to plan for that change in spending, right? If you read, you know, if you're looking at just kind of rule of thumb, financial advice, there's so many things out there that will tell you, oh, when you retire, you only need to 80% of your, you know, your pre-retirement income. Right, and we usually look at that and go, well, how do you know? Right? right, we don't know how much you need. What if you take on new hobbies? What if you start traveling? What if you do all these things? You might actually spend more in retirement than you do. Absolutely, and that's something that needs to be thought about. You know, we have done many podcasts in the past about blueprinting, but that can at least help you down the path of what do I want to do in retirement? Is it going to cost me money? Do I need to build that in the financial plan? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, these next couple are a little bit similar. You loaned money to your kids. Um, to me, that kind of can go in with, you know, uh, change your spending habits, loaned money to your kids. Another one is you spoiled your grandkids, right? Both of these are, are great things to do. Everybody wants to be able to help their kids as a parent. Like, it gives me a ton of joy to help my kids. Um, but you can't do it to your own detriment either, right? Right. Yeah. You got to look out for number one first and number one, maybe kids or grandkids, but look out for yourself. <laughs> yeah. And, and ultimately if your goal is to help your kids, you can be helping them by not helping them today, right? <laughs> by not putting yourself in harm's way and by not putting yourself in a situation where now 
you as the you know as the parent need your kids to help support you because you weren't responsible with, with what you had absolutely good point yeah uh, next one didn't take taxes into consideration I think that's a I think that's a really good one most people look at you know, most of our people who are retirement age or pre, you know nearing retirement have spent most of their careers building into pre-tax retirement accounts right meaning everything they take out is taxable so they look at that number and say, I got this great big number in my portfolio, I'll be set. I take 4% out, I'll be good to go. Well, what happens if you need a $20,000 withdrawal? How much do you really need to take out? Right. right? Got to figure out taxes. You're, it's most, most people have to take out 20% more, so your actual withdrawal to get you 20% is like 25000 right? So not factoring that in and having those extra, having to take out extra to cover the tax burden um, is something that often gets overlooked. Right, absolutely. And another point, smaller albeit, but um, the tax cut is going to expire in a couple years now. So unless Congress yeah. does something, we need to plan for that. Yeah, you need to plan for a little bit less in your paycheck or yeah, a little bit more potentially could come out. Good yeah. point. Uh, this next one, um, you got divorced. Uh, I think we could lump into that also, or maybe a spouse passes away. Um, you know, it can be hard to plan for that, um, you know, both financially and emotionally, obviously. But something that I think gets overlooked a lot is people get comfortable living off of two Social Securities, right? Or maybe a full pension amount or something, right? Well, if you get divorced or if your spouse passes away and you had a pension, unless you took full survivorship, it could be less there. You're definitely going to lose one of the Social Securities. Right. Yeah, and that definitely plays into another conversation we have all the time, which is if you have a pension and you're going to take the monthly, let's take at least some survivorship, if not full survivorship, because mm -hmm. if you take single life and something happens as you're walking out the door of the building after signing the papers, now your spouse is screwed. Same thing with Social Security. Let's try to delay one of them. That way it can protect you for both spouses' full lives. Yeah, that's, a, that's something that we like a lot is trying to think of one way to maximize at least one of those Social Securities um, to, just for longevity. It's, you know, Social Security is longevity insurance. That's one way to look right. at it, right, is it, it, it'll always be there as long as you are. So looking to maximize that's important. Uh, one of the last points here, you withdrew too much money each year. Kind of goes back to a few of the things that we talked about, but can really lead to some problems. Absolutely. Yeah, taking out too much. Um, and what about sequence of returns, Preston? Right. Yeah, you know, if you retire in uh, 2007 versus retiring in 1991, those are very different <laughs> outcomes yeah. because of the stock market returns in your first couple years of retirement. Yeah, so if you're taking out too much and we're not factoring in market fluctuation, right, because look what we saw in 2022, right, where everything was down. Stocks were down. Bonds were down. Our our Safe investments went down. If you have to make withdrawals when the market's down 10, 15, 20%, it just compounds the problem, right? Right. So what kind of things do we, have, do, we do to plan for that? Yeah, so we talk to all of our early retirees, well, really all retirees, but it's very in-depth when they're first starting to retire. Mm -hmm. um, how much do you need? How much specifically are you going to need from the portfolio over the next year, two years? whatever that number is, let's put it in the money market. Right now, the money market's paying 5%. So we don't need to deal with the market volatility. We can just take our 5% from the money market. And that way, 
if we have a repeat of like a COVID drop, even though it only lasted a couple months or a year like 2022, um, we don't have to sell at the bottom. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's great advice, you know, and in the money that you don't need for five years, 10 years, 15 years, you can be more aggressive with it. You can be growth oriented with it, but I definitely think there's room uh, in a financial plan to make sure you have some, some money safe, set aside and accessible if, if needed during a bad market period. Right. Um, okay. Well, those are some of the, uh, the tips that the, uh, some, some things to think about that the article gave us. Uh, I think there's some, some good takeaways from there. And I think if you find yourself in a situation wondering, have I put enough away? Is my situation, um, you know, bulletproof? Can I retire with confidence? Um, you know, if you have those questions, feel free to reach out to us. We're happy to have a conversation. We're happy to have, give you a second opinion, uh, look through different scenarios and really make sure that you are on track uh, to retire with peak confidence. Absolutely. Peak Wealth Management thanks you for watching and listening to the Trust the Plan podcast featuring certified financial planners Nick Hopwood and Jim Pilot. If you enjoyed our program, please subscribe and share. If you'd like to learn more about our services, please visit peakwm.com. Peakwm.com today. See you next week.